Hey guys, welcome to Parks and Rec episode number 20. I'm Chris. And I'm Yanni. And thank you for joining us again, or joining us for the first time. We're happy to have you here. Who are you people? Get out of our house. Uh, so this one is an episode that has been a long time coming, because this is all about what? The Flower and Garden 2023! Yes, yeah, so the first day of this was March 1st of 2023, and... We didn't go on the first day. We went pretty close, though. I feel like we went a little bit later because of our anniversary. We were blocked out. And then, no, I think we started in April. Was it? Yeah. Time is weird, man. It, I, I thought we went before that. I can tell you in a little bit. I just need to look at the music. <laughs> the music, guys. That maybe it was. It, I feel like it was. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I, I could honestly <laughs> look, but I'm not going to because uh, you might think we're a little bit late on this. And, you know, we are a little bit. It's May um, as of recording. And you might think, oh, well, if it started in March, the recording in May, the festival's got to be over soon, right? No. No, this is actually like one of the longest festivals that they have at Epcot now. This actually runs through July 5th. Don't look at my notes. I wasn't looking at your notes. What were we looking at then? I don't want to answer that. <laughs> I think the fifth. Uh, so we still do have a couple months of this festival yet. And I think, you know, we'll do our festival roundup at the end. But I, I'm glad that there's a lot of time for this one still. Yeah. 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 What's your favorite part? Um, well, it's obviously the food and drinks. But we're going to hold off on <gasps> on that. Because we got to talk about all the other stuff first. You come for the food and drinks. That's why you have to sit through all the other things that you're not necessarily interested in so you can now be informed and then you get to talk about the food and the drinks what is it that you called this festival before food and flowers food and flowers food and flowers because it's food and wine and then this one's food and flowers because outside of the food and beverages the main draw for this one is the live gardens and the topiaries that they have all around epcot um all of the food and drinks are going to be more so back in world show place uh, but they do have a couple kitchens up in wood, whatever you want to call it now. It's like... Whatever Epcot is becoming. Yeah, what, I don't know what it's called. But, you know, the future world section of it. Um, but they do have the topiaries and gardens all around the place. Uh, and this year they debuted a couple new topiaries. Including my new favorite topiary. Because it's made entirely of succulents. You can't kill a succulent. They're really hard to kill. Which one's the one that's all succulents? It's Isabella. Oh, okay. That's the Encanto one. Because, yeah, yeah, as soon as you walk into the park, they have uh, most of the, well, not most, but a good number of the family madrigal there with Luisa, Isabella, Antonio, Antonio, and, and Mirabel. And Mirabel. Um, really cool topiary. A lot of people take their pictures with it. So I'm glad they introduced something new because. A lot of the topiaries they have are the same ones that they've had for years and years and years. And they do move them around a little bit, but it's nice to see something new. And another new one we got actually is back in America, and it's Tiana. Which is really cool at night, because you can see little Ray flying around her. Yeah, that one was really cool. And it's super cute! So definitely something to look at as you're walking around. And then they also do have the gardens, which are part of the Spikes Pollination scavenger hunt we did not do this scavenger hunt this year um no but there's so many prices this year there are four different cups and then four different plates that you can choose from 
You can only choose one. But they're all pretty cool. Yeah, their they're artwork on them is really cool. And the artwork on the plates and the cuffs is the same one that they have on the actual merchandise at any of the festival stores or kiosks, uh, which I really like this artwork a lot. I'm not a fan of Snow White, but the Snow White artwork is Gorgeous. Like, beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do pick up your festival passport available at all the kitchens or up in the front of the park where you get your maps, they do have all of the topiary and the garden destinations listed inside that. So if you don't want to spend like the $10 to do the scavenger hunt uh, to get the prize, you can still kind of play along for free just using mm. the one that's provided in the, the passport. Yeah, because you can still find, um, oh god, what's his name? Spike. Spike, because it's Spike's pollination run. Yeah. Um, you can still find him around in the other gardens. You won't have the sticker that goes with it, but yeah, yeah he's super fun to find. We found a couple already just by walking around. I, I I do love the scavenger hunts because as much as I love going to Epcot and just trying all the different foods and drinks, I do like to look at the topiaries and the gardens. So it kind of gives you a reason to stop if you're someone that's not just there to take everything in. Mm. Uh, something else that's going on, they do have live music. And how did you describe it? Oh, the music that your dad listens to. This is like, this is a white dad's music playlist. I mean, maybe. I mean, there's there's some flavor in there. There's some Latin spice coming through. Oh, that is true. That is true. Um, My mom will be happy. Yeah. We haven't stopped to see any of the concerts yet. Um, again, a lot of them not for me, and that's okay. I would see June 2nd to the 5th, the plain white tees, if anything. Simple, Simple plan, June 23rd to 26th. Living Color, June 30th to July 1st. So there is some cool stuff. They And like we said, they are actual recording artists. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of alternating where it'll be an actual like name recognizable recording artist, like the Pointer Sisters. And local bands. And, but then like after that, yeah, there'll be like some more local bands. I'll do like cover songs and just like get pumped music. So at least there's always some sort of live entertainment going on any night that you do go to the festival. So you might not be able to see Blue October, which is a band people like. I don't know. I know people that like them, but I've never listened to them. But, you know, there's always going to be something there to, to keep you entertained while you're eating your way around. You know what I'm mad at? You could have listened to Blue Oyster Cult. I thought you were going to say Smash Mouth. They were <laughs> yeah, they were also here. Here in March, which that's another one I probably would have liked to see, um, but it's fine. Not All Stars. Not tonight. No, we tried. Might as well be walking on the sun. Oh. But, okay, so, do you have anything about any of the other stuff, like the ancillary things you want to squeeze in before we get to the, the main draw? Honestly, I feel like this is the one of the prettier festivals like this was my grandmother's favorite festival growing up she loved the flowers because they're super vibrant everything is like super alive like these are not my flowers (laughs) it's not your flowers it's not your music it's your grandmother's flowers and your dad's music so bring the whole family down to epcot y'all i'm just ready to talk about food all right so we always break it down with our best of the fest the mest of the fest and then the rest of the fest so what to what to get, what to stay away from, and then, you know, stuff that's okay. So I'll let you kick it off since this is oh, okay. your jam, so to speak. Okay. 
So we start with the best? Yeah, let's start, we'll with, the start best. with the best. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go um, my least favorite favorite. Okay. So that one is going to go to my 10 out of 10s, my potato pancakes over oh. in Germany. Okay, I'm, su- I'm surprised that made your list because I thought about putting that one on, but I was like, they were really good, but they're in between best and rest of the fest for me. Really? Yeah, maybe if we had gotten the one that had like the ham with the sour cream, mm. like the savory version, not the sweet. Um, again, nothing wrong with it. It's still really good, like delicious, but... I mean, like even uh, Orlando, who was the guy who was checking us out, uh, he was like, I love them. And I'm like, yes, Orlando, yes, they <laughs> are really good. They are a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, this is from in Germany where they have the Bauernmark. Uh, yeah, potato pancakes with house-made applesauce. And this is actually part of their garden graze, where at certain booths they do have like special like vegetarian dishes. Um, if you get five of them, you get a special festival treat from Pineapple Promenade. So this is one of the garden graze pieces. Which it's it's a Dole Whip, isn't it? Usually they wind up being a Dole Whip, but this one I'm not sure about. You get more food! Yeah, free food. But, and honestly, looking at the garden graze menu items... Of the ones that they have, because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's ten different things you can choose from. You only need to have five. You can get stuff multiple times, too, if you want. Mm-hmm. We already had the Impossible Olympia, the boneless uh, Impossible Korean short rib, the potato pancakes, and then the avocado toast from Brunch Cut. Like, we've had four of the five, so yeah. if we had just thought to, like, get the stamps yeah. for it, like... Are you saying we need a repeat? I, so honestly, some of these I would not mind getting again. Like the again, the potato pancakes—they're delicious. Um, one of the things that we had talked about while we were in Germany is like I come from like a like German Polish background, so potato pancakes are just like a food that we would eat. And my grandfather made fantastic potato pancakes. Um, if I ever make them, I use the Alton Brown recipe. That was my fun little fact that I. I spoke about. Also in Germany, there was the beer that I had. You had the Stiegel Raspberry Rattler. It was my favorite beer that we've had so far at the festival. I thought it was really sweet. It kind of reminded me of the pomegranate uh, Schoffelhofer Mm -hmm. a little bit. It was really nice and refreshing, really light. I enjoyed it a lot. And I think that the fact that I remember it means that, yes. So that means it was a good one. It was a good one. I'm going to... Do something a little bit different because I don't know if you thought about this one at all. Cat just knocked something down. It's fine. Um, for my first best of the fest, I'm actually going to head over into the Citrus Blossom. Ooh. Uh, so this is kind of where they have the festival center. And we had like a good amount of stuff from there uh, with the drinks, but I actually really enjoyed the Citrus Baked Brie. Uh, this was uh, Brie with preserved lemon marmalade, limoncello. Uh, blueberries and spiced almonds on top of it and you weren't super impressed by this one but i really i loved it It, this one made the rest of the fest for me okay yeah so it was good the like the almonds had like a really nice like like heat to that spice which i was Mm kind of surprised and that spice just worked so well alongside like that marmalade that they had on top of the like the baked brie i this had everything for me it was really good. Um, a little bit different than what I usually pick at a festival, and I think that's why it made my rest of the fest. Mm-hmm. But it was still good. 
What, no complaints. What else made your best of the fest then? Uh, my best of the, the next one uh, was one that surprised me because I was honestly planning on skipping the Florida booth completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the black and fish lighter. Really? Yes. Um, I almost put this one on my rest of the fest list, but I I don't have a lot to say about it. It was good. Like I thought it was fine, but we had this after we had had the grilled uh, swordfish mm-hmm. from... Um, Farmer's Feast, which, if I had to pick a fish dish that we had, that one probably would have ranked higher on my list. I didn't pick either of them because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't go for fish stuff usually. Um, but they were both good, but I was surprised. Wow. Um, so I really like the fish flavor of this one. Um, a little bit more than the swordfish for me. Mm-hmm. My only complaint was the bread. Like, if it didn't have any of the bread and I just had, like the salad on top of it and just the fish I think I would have liked it a lot more and it would have ranked higher so that does like come on like a like a brioche bun mm-hmm. so I think it was just a little bit too bready mm-hmm. for it if it had come on like a King's Hawaiian I think that oh, would have been good yeah. mm. something a little bit softer a little bit sweeter alongside that fish my complaint about this one is it didn't come with anything else like when they handed you the plate it was just like the fish slider on it I think it would have been nice if it had like just some chips or something mm-hmm. with it. Like, you give did me say like that. a I did, <laughs> give me like a homemade like kettle chip with it. Like, you know, toss in some like seafood seasoning, like the Old Bay seasoning. Like, I'd be down for that. It just needed it needed a side with it, like something that had some like texture next to that that fish slider. My favorite thing is that it's just it's a fish slider, and you're like, but where are the chips? Where are my chips? I like snacks with my meals, people. So what made your next best of the fest? Uh, I'm surprised you haven't talked about this one yet because this is going to be from the booth that I actually just mentioned, Farmer's Feast. Uh, and this was from the first time that we went uh, for their early bloom season because mm-hmm. this kitchen does have a rotating menu and every like few weeks it does change to something different. So the very first time that we went... Uh, we had the char-grilled bison ribeye. And this was with creamy mm-hmm. leek fondue, red wine butter sauce, and whipped uh, red wine goat cheese. I absolutely love this. Uh, this was one of the things I was most looking forward to when they put up the menus before we went. And I was not let down by this at all. This was actually my number one. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead. Like, we could both talk about it together then. Um, so this one, again, one of the ones that we were most excited for. When they put out the menus. And this was the one that we were most scared that we were going to miss. Because mm. they do rotate the menu for this kitchen. Like three times. So we barely made it to like the end of early bloom. So we were able to get this. And I'm so glad we did. Because this was absolutely amazing. So they've had this kitchen before. Like they had it last year. And they did a similar thing where it was a rotating menu. Uh this kitchen is kind of next to where the exit for, I don't know what it's called now. like Connections? Yeah, Connections. Like It used to be like Mouse Gear. Uh, it's like that path between like Connections and where you go to Test Track. Mm-hmm. This kitchen is always one of my favorites because this is where they have the Flavors from Fire booth now every year, which mm-hmm. also Knockout. one of my favorites. Um, I think that's just a good kitchen. Like... Whatever they've had in there, I've always really enjoyed. 
Oh man, it was good. <laughs> and and of list, you will not be able to get this anymore, unfortunately. Uh, the early bloom um, menu is over. Yeah, because now they're in springtime, which has my other favorite. Because this is what we had last year too. It was the uh, grilled vegetable bruschetta, oh, yes. and again, it's vegetables on a piece of grilled ciabatta. Uh, vegetables include marinated peppers, zucchini, squash, artichokes. Uh, and then it's topped with goat cheese and a balsamic glaze. It tastes fresh. It tastes like a garden. And you can have a little flower on it that you <laughs> can eat. <laughs> a little flower on top of it. Too. But this was fantastic. And again, we had this last year. And this was one of the ones that I was most surprised by. Oh, no. It, it was insanely delicious and surprisingly very simple. Yeah. And it's just like fresh vegetables on top of bread. It was, But it was so good. It was just... <laughs> Yeah. It's the garden. <laughs> it's the garden. So mine weren't ranked from like my least favorite to my best favorite. Um, so what was your number two then? Since you talked about your number one already. Uh, my number two was the impossible Korean shortbread. It was hard for me to not. That would be my honorable mention because, again, we had that last year and absolutely loved it. Um, and that one's coming from Trowel and Trellis which is a booth sponsored by Impossible, the people that make meat that's not meat. But is it? Because it's so good. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Um, The Korean short rib is absolutely fantastic. And again, this is perfectly safe for uh, vegetarian people. I don't know if it's like vegan friendly. I don't want to give any uh, incorrect information. Okay, so they do have a special plant-based icon. Fill space while I'm looking. Um, so, a uh, little bit about us. Uh, we are actually meat eaters. <laughs> I don't know if that came across when we talked about uh, the ribeye, but we do eat meat. And I would gladly eat, like, a million of these if I could. Okay, so this is plant-based. Uh, this is also part of the garden grades that we had mentioned before. Uh, so, yeah, this is all plant-based, so this is perfectly safe. Like, if you're someone that's trying to stay away from... Like animal products or byproducts, yeah, get this because it's amazing. Uh, again, it's impossible Korean short rib with cilantro, lime, rice, danmuji slaw, and kimchi mayo. Now I'm worried about the sauce. The sauce is also really good. It's all it's it's got the plant based. It's it's all plant based. Next to it, okay. Uh, same thing with the Thai sweet chili uh, impossible lumpia. Which also honestly, uh, Trial and Troll has made <clears throat> my best booth in general. Like. Everything that I had over there, even like your IPA that you had there, the Parish Bloom, it was it was still pretty good. Um, I had a non-alcoholic drink over there. It was like the tea. Oh uh, yeah, it was ice green tea uh, with cranberry and lime. And then if you get the like the spiked version of it, it comes with lime vodka. It was delicious. Like it was just super refreshing. It wasn't like a super hot day when we went there, but it was still like nice. Yeah, it was a nice day. Um. So yeah, Calendarlis. Amazing. So what about your rest of the fest? The things that are okay. Like it's maybe if it's more to your flavor, you'll might like this more. But for us, it was just kind of like, yeah, this was the thing I ate. Um, For me, uh, the citrus blossom made my uh, rest of the fest in general. Um, because I cannot distinguish any of the beers or that we had in there. And we had the fight, the flight, and I still can't remember which beer I liked and which beer I did uh, not let like. Let me pull up the menu because... Uh, they had the UFO Hazy Wheat Beer 
81 Bay uh, Citrus Honey Cream Ale, and then Parish Brewing's uh, drive-through line, their Orange Octane Imperial Sour. I don't remember of those which ones you liked. Exactly. Um, but most specifically uh, from La Isla Fresca, uh, the braced oxtail. Okay. I liked the flavor of it. I wasn't a big fan of the meat. How many rests of the fest do you have? Because I only have two, but this would probably be one of my rests, too. Um, I only have three. Okay. Um, the other one surprised me, too. Um, it was actually Japan. The Hanami Sushi. Okay. Like, the sushi was okay. Yeah. It was... I mean, it's fresh sushi. Like... Yeah, I don't... I don't want anything that I'm saying to sound like... Boo, hiss. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, the, I liked the sushi. It was pretty good. Um, I liked the tuna and the salmon. You didn't like the I didn't tuna. like the tuna. You liked no. the salmon and the mackerel. But, yes. again, it was like three nice fresh pieces of sushi. I had no complaints about it. It was a thing that was there. I ate it. It was good. I preferred that to the uh, the sushi donut mm. that they do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the braised oxtail from Ila Fresca. I actually like that a little bit more than you did. Because mm-hmm. um, you kind of took like the first few bites of it and then you were done with it. So I ate what was left. And just going through the rest of like the meat and the rice that was in there, it did have a nice lingering like, heat, heat mm-hmm. with that spice. That I don't think I would have gotten if we had just kind of like portioned it off like 50-50. But I like that one. You like that one? I like that one. I'm glad you did. But that, that would be one of my rests. Um, also, for the, my rest of the fest, I had put the uh, Muffaletta Panini from Magnolia Terrace. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Muffalettas. It's a great sandwich, but I'm just very picky when it comes to how much like the olive tapenade you put on it Mm -hmm. because it's something that a little bit goes a long way i like olives but not to the extent that people put it on other stuff if that makes sense like i think people like olives more than i do so they're like have some more tapenade and i'm just like no like a teaspoon's enough for me like i i just kind of want that little hit of salt from the olives like i don't need to be like drowning in it See, that's my family's way of making stuff with olives. Like, we'll put olives in our food. No one in our family, I think, other than my grandmother, eats olives. So we'll eat, we'll eat around the olives. But we still want that that little bit of flavor. Yeah. Just a little bit. A, a, a little bit's enough. Um, but yeah, it's a muffaletta, so it has ham, salami, uh, mortadella, provolone, and Swiss cheese on it. Um, but yeah, I did, didn't hate it. Again, like, I'm just... And I know that's a me problem. <laughs> Uh, what else did you have for your rest, or did you list them all? Uh, those were the, my rest. Um, uh, for me, my other rest was the beef tenderloin from Northern Bloom. Um, okay. The tenderloin was delicious. The Canada Booth always does their meats very well. Thank you, Los Elliot. I was <laughs> just a little bit let down by the mashed potatoes that came with it and like the steamed carrots, because the, the carrots just tastes like carrots. There's no flavors to them. Like, jazz it up a little bit, and I think I would have felt better about this booth, but it's just, yeah, a side of mashed potatoes, a side of carrots. My issue it, was, like, they were giant pieces of carrot. It was a, a good portion, and I think one of my biggest complaints about the Canada booth is usually if you get something, like, you don't get a lot of it. Mm-hmm. This, I think, if it was more jazzed up, this would have been a great value, because the there's, like, 
I forget how many chunks of beef that came with. Oh, it. no, it, was a it good, came out with a lot of a beef, good amount. yeah. It was like a healthy, like, scoop of mashed potatoes with it, and the carrots were not like your typical baby-cut carrots that you would get somewhere. Like, it was like they took actual real carrots and maybe cut them into a third. Yeah. Or thirds, and you got, like, two-thirds of a carrot. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of carrot. I love carrots. <laughs> These ones, mm, not so much. Um, speaking about things you might not love so much, what makes your Mesta the fest? Can you believe I only had one? I It's probably the same one as me. Because when I was going back through looking at my passport, I was like, oh, most of the stuff I actually really enjoyed. Yeah. The one that made my list, I was actually looking forward to eating. Uh, and it was the chicken and waffles from the Honey Bistro. Yeah, this is mine too. Oh, no. It had corn. It had corn, which you're not a corn fan. But for me, it was the fact that of all the booths that we went to that day, this one had, like, the longest wait for it. Mm-hmm. But by the time we got our food, which, you know, they, again, had a long wait, so they were making that food fresh, which, nothing wrong with that. The chicken was dry, and the, the waffle just didn't hit. No. See, I thought it was just me because I'm not... The waffle was made with corn. Like, they had chunks of corn in it. So I was just like, oh, this is already, like, a bad start for me. But you didn't like it either? No. No? Okay, cool. No, because, uh, again, Honey Bistro's chicken and waffle. So this was crisp honey brine chicken and a honey sweet cornbread waffle with whipped honey butter and spicy honey. I really didn't get, like, any kind of, like, spice from it at all. And, again, like, the chicken was just kind of, like... Super dry? super dry mm-hmm. yeah. like imagine going to your local mall and walking past like their chinese food place and you look at the chicken that's in the steam tray and you're like no <laughs> like it was that kind of just like dry denseness to it and that's kind of a letdown because everything else we had that day was very good and like yeah i can't find anything else that I would put on my mess of the fest. Like, there were a couple beers that we had that maybe I wasn't, like, overly impressed by. But for the most part, I think, pound for pound, this was a a worthwhile trip. So what would you say, like, the kitchens that you all had very limited time, which kitchens would you say absolutely stop here? Uh, definitely Farmer's Feast. Because everything that we, like, everything that we've ever had there has been fantastic and i think i said that to the person that was like you know it takes your receipt and rips it while you're mm-hmm. waiting for your food I told her like it's like yeah this this is one of our favorite booths like it's it's solid and if um, you come during the summer you get the pork tenderloin I know, so we'll definitely be going back for that because i do love me a pork tenderloin um if i had to pick another one that i would say like oh go do this it would probably be trowel and trellis just mm-hmm. because you might Again, we're meat eaters. Thank you for, for, for the disclaimer. Thank you. I couldn't think of anything else to say. This is the kind of like vegan, vegetarian food that when you try, you're like, oh, maybe maybe that could be a valid like dietary path for me because it's so good. Like everything there. Like again, we didn't really talk about it too much, but the impossible lumpia. Um, that sweet chili sauce. That Thai sweet chili sauce. Amazing. Oh. And this was, again, a healthy portion. Like, I thought we might have only gotten, like, one or two, like, lumpia. No, but we had, were, like, five. Yeah, they were a little bit smaller, but it was a, a good portion size. I think that's probably the other one that I would say check out. Um, in addition to 
uh, citrus blossom. I, I I like going into the festival center, getting whatever themed like things there, and then walking through the store because that's always like one of the merchandise locations too. Um, I loved it. That's also where you can get your um, little spike souvenir sipper. Yeah. So, you know, might be a little worth worthwhile if you like the little spikies. Do you like spike? Because we've never done the the uh, the pollination one, and like they also, I don't, I don't know if they have them this year, but previous years they've had spike sporks that you can buy. So instead of using like the uh, forks, knives, and spoons that they have, like they have like a like a reusable spork that you can buy for like two ninety nine, I think. But we've never gotten it. I feel like I've seen it. But also, it could just be remembering past festivals. Yeah. So, I don't mind him as a mascot. Also, just putting this out there, not just for Flower and Garden, but for any festival. You can just take one fork, one knife, and one spoon. Keep it. Reuse it at the booths that you go to. Like, there's no need to throw it out. Yeah. The, the fork works after one dish, guys. Use your boyfriend's pockets. Come on. Yeah. Is that it? <laughs> I I lick it clean before I put it in my pocket. Like, I mean, I'll wipe it off with a napkin too. I'm not putting like a pasta covered fork <laughs> in my pockets. But yeah, go green, everybody. Come on. It's the flowering garden. So, kind of tease it up at the front. How do you feel flowering garden stands up to the rest of the Epcot fests? I like this one a lot more than I liked the Festival of the Arts this year. Agree. Um, typically speaking, I feel like Flower and Garden either becomes my, my number three. Um, I think this one, it might actually be my number two, because I'm still looking forward to the food and wine. Food and wine's, I think, my number one. This is probably a close number two. And then I think Holidays Around the World, Mm -hmm. my number three. And then I think Festival of the Arts is my number four, because... I love the art. Like, it's fantastic. I love how they have the interactive displays and live performance art, stuff like that. I just think the food focuses too much on being interesting looking than it does tasting good. I feel like we've had really good food at past uh, Festival of the Arts. But it's not not to the level that we get here, like Flower and Garden, though. That is true. And there's a certain level of freshness that comes with flowering gardens, Yeah, I feel. I, I was going to flip through show notes, but I don't know if it's in this book. I keep all of my passports. Like, I have every passport from all of the festivals I've gone to since Aww. I moved down here. I could go back and do some research and see what I had, and I'll remember what I liked. But that seems like a lot of work. Oh, you know what? I, I will say this because this is really cute. Um, the first time that I went to Festival of the Arts was with you, so mm-hmm. that festival will forever have a special place in my heart. Wow. Uh, come on, that was cute. <laughs> it was. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> Love you, too. 